Do you wake up excited for what your day holds? Do you often catch yourself in a moment looking around and thinking, wow, I'm living my dream life? <laughs> Don't worry, we're not there yet either. Though we're intrigued by the process of transformation and we are absolutely on a mission to create our dream lives because honestly, who doesn't want that? Welcome to We Evolve. We're your hosts, Karis and Emily. We believe the magic is in the process and we invite you to get curious with us. Each episode, we'll be diving into how you can identify and transform the things that are holding you back, sharing our process along the way, the good, the messy, the uncomfortable and the beautiful, so you can take what works and learn from our growing pains. Think of us like your conscious evolution buddies. If you love soul-nourishing deep chats and are on a mission to create your dream life, then tune in. We would love for you to join us as we evolve. Hello and welcome to another episode of We Evolve. I'm Karis and we're here today with my co-host Emily. And I'm going to start by just sharing a little bit about my last week because Last week, we talked about limiting beliefs and smashing our own glass ceilings. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and have a listen. It's a really juicy one. And it's just so interesting how between then and now, I have been working through some of my own very limiting beliefs and in the thick of it all. Um, and so this, the whole point of this episode is to share our process. And so I'm just going to let you in on a little bit of it, but, um, I, I've just been, I've been calling in a lot of change in my life and there are some big things shifting that I've been working through. And, um, so I've been journaling a lot to help myself process it all. And I found myself writing because blah, 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 you know, along the lines of, um, I'm not good enough, all the classic imposter syndrome type beliefs. And um, I realized, I was like, oh, I just wrote that word because. And if you like remember last episode, we are talking about how that word can indicate the beginning of a belief. And in this instance, it was definitely a very limiting belief for me. And I was also... I also identified the bit of the starving artist syndrome kind of creeping in, not being able to make money or um, support myself with my chosen industry and that kind of desperate energy of looking for other things that I can do to create income portals in my life and stuff like that. And um, also like this kind of spiralled into the me playing out my worst case scenario um, and actually it was interesting getting clear on what my worst case scenario was because I had one idea of what it might be in my head but when I got down to it like I was like oh I actually don't I don't mind that like I've done that a lot in my past and I quite enjoy it um, I get a lot out of it um, but my biggest worst case scenario was actually failure in you know what I what my passion is what I put most of my time and energy into and um that in itself was really interesting and I don't think that there's like 
uh, harm in identifying your worst case scenario. It is like a survival strategy that we develop um, and and it's okay to identify but Emily is always there to catch me um, and she's got this amazing little tool that she always helps me through, works, talks me through when, um, when I find myself in that worst case scenario spot and um, it's a really expansive and empowering shift to make when you're in that place and so um, that happens to be what we're talking about in our episode today. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Emily, to let us know, if, you know, sometimes you've found yourself in the worst case scenario spiral and, um, yeah, how you've learned to shift it. Yeah, thanks, Karis. Well, it was really actually taught to me the worst case scenario exercise was taught to me when I was quite young and I was studying for classical piano exams. And I had this lovely nun that would teach me and, you know, we'd be preparing all year. My whole year would revolve around preparing for this classical piano exam. And it was always quite stressful because, you know, the pieces are really difficult. You spend a lot of hours practicing and practicing and you have to not just remember the music, then you also have to know all about the composers and the periods of music and um, just have to be able to answer any questions that they, that they throw your way. And um, so this, this nun would say, well, just picture your worst case scenario. What, what would that be? And, you know, what, what's the worst thing that could happen in your wildest dreams? And it's unlikely to happen. So there you go. You know, you can, you can get, get through that, <laughs> that stressful circumstance and you'll be fine. And it's very much a survival strategy. And I think our minds just very naturally go towards this survival strategy. Um, and our brains are hardwired towards, yeah, preparing to survive. Um, and if we think about, um, you know, and st start to get curious as to why do we do this and why is it so habitual? You know, every time we get a little bit stressed um, and our brain gets stuck on just playing out an event or thinking about all the ways that something could pan out negatively in our lives. Um, you know, why why are we doing this? Why is this just our, you know, the, the way that our brain works and why is this always the default pattern? And if we think about, um, you know, the amygdala in the brain, which is the emotional processing part of our brain that detects threat, it's, you know, it's been active for so long you know, in our species and really survival has been something core to how we've gotten to this far, you know, in our human journeys. Um, and so it's very active and it's almost like overactive for the environment that, that we live in. And it's constantly showing us all the ways that things could go wrong. And so in terms of actually, I guess, catching that and being able to, to change that habit, it's really like it's almost like we're working against what our brain is naturally doing. So it's, it's quite difficult. But, yeah, when Karis was talking about, you know, um, the times and this, this has come up in her life, something that we do say to each other is, okay, so there's a worst-case scenario, um, but what if we flip the script? What if we said instead of what's the worst-case scenario, what is actually the best-case scenario? And you know, where we actually focus our energy is where our, you know, where we focus um, our mind, what we think about, that's actually where our creative energy starts to flow. Um, and what we give the most attention to is actually what will manifest in our lives. 
And something, there's a quote from Oprah that I love. She says, create the grandest, highest possible vision for your life because you become what you believe. And, you know, as Karis was talking about before, when we sort of get to this point where we're thinking about these worst case scenarios and that word because comes up and we just start going down that spiral, it's, it is like a spiral for me. I find myself spiraling downwards. Can we catch ourselves in that moment and start to lift ourselves out of that and start to focus on, okay, we know what the worst case scenario is and we're aware of it and the thing is we'll likely survive. But can we then turn and focus attention to what is the best case scenario? I think we just want to just dive a little bit more into exactly what is this best case scenario and what is what is the tool and what is the process that we go through. Um, Karis, did you want to just take us through that? I'm going to start with a quote as well. Um, so <laughs> Ramit Sethi said, if you can't describe what you want from life, how can you expect to live it? And the really interesting thing about this last week um, was I was feeling really stuck. I I was feeling, you know, okay, I've got, I've, ident- I've identified my limiting belief. I've written my new one. The first thing I did as soon as I saw myself, right, because I'm not this and I can't do that and blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, first thing I'm going to do is write my new belief to replace my old belief. So I wrote that all out and that was great and, you know, it feels a bit hard at first, like it doesn't really stick, like it's like feels a bit false like I might be lying but a really great strategy that my business coach actually said was instead of if you are struggling with like identifying with that new belief if you can't say I am this you could say I am committed to being or becoming or growing or um, you know to tell you're ready to say I am but um, I identified it I've made my new belief it was feeling quite good like a a little bit sticky, not quite there, but also knew that I was on the right track. But there was still something really lacking. Like I was still just not sure how to move forward and like what I was working towards. And I was talking to Emily about it, just being like, oh, feeling like this and that. And she was just like, okay, but like have you have you thought about the best case scenario? Like what if it what's the ideal outcome in this situation? I was like, oh, I haven't, I hadn't thought about it. And I really feel like it is the best next step. And it's kind of like the missing piece. Once you have your new belief, if you're actually not sure what it is you're working towards, you're still going to feel a little bit lost. So the best case scenario is our favorite tool for smashing the limiting beliefs in real time. It gives you a really solid, concrete um, vision for what you're working towards and where to direct your energy and um, how to take action steps forward once you've got your new belief that you're working towards. Um, So we're talking about bringing awareness to how subconscious limiting beliefs have got you to where you are now and then so that's what you used to believe that was the context around it so 
you've got your new belief, but what are you actually working towards? And when you are moving forward with this, if you haven't got your energy like focused on the best case scenario, then you're probably focusing on your worst case scenario because, as Emily explained, that is our go-to survival tactic. And where your energy goes, wait, what's that quote, Emily? (laughs) Where your energy flows. I know, anyway, but basically you're going to end up creating that situation in your life because you are focusing on it. So, yes, you're going to survive it. You're going to be okay, but do you want to be working towards your worst case scenario or do you want to be working towards towards your best case scenario? Once you build the awareness, you start to notice situations in your life where you are limiting yourself and you will be able to go through these steps. 100%. I think that quote was where your focus goes, energy flows. Thank you. Something along those lines. <laughs> Doesn't matter, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and I think a caveat here is that we're not implying that we can completely control the situations that we find ourselves in or other people's responses because we really can't. There's so much that's out of our control. But what is within our power to control is the energy that we give to something and the way that which we the way we carry ourselves through a difficult or nerve-wracking, stressful situation. And we have to choose in that moment where are we going to put our focus and attention. So I think just bearing in mind, yeah, what's within our control, what's not within our control, and what are we going to choose in that moment? And I think it's, it's quite difficult in that moment to even get to that point because sometimes you're just so caught up in the stress of it all um, and survival basically because you're you're playing out all the worst case scenarios and how are you going to survive if this happens or that happens or this happens and you know you do have stressful situations happening around you people are you know doing their thing and having their own responses so that's when it's really you need to um just go inward and you know trust your trust yourself and get really in touch with your own intuition and really intentional about where are you going to focus and I guess just thinking about a few more examples from our own lives, I know that I've definitely applied this many times when, you know, I've been applying for jobs, um, dating, um, moving forward, taking big steps in relationships. You know, there's always this element of unknown and things that are completely out of my control. But for me, this tool has been really helpful um, when you know, I do know, say, applying for a job, there's there's so many potential outcomes there. Um, you're, you know, obviously the, the obvious outcome that, that, that could be negative is that you don't get the job. But I guess when I'm focusing on what I want, um, I'm putting my energy towards the outcome that I want in my life rather than the outcome that I don't want. And I actually think that even when you get, you know, for what we think is a negative outcome, just to say you don't get the job or you know, the, the dating experience doesn't work out. For me, I really take that as guidance, that the energy that I'm putting out there, if I'm focusing on actually what I do want, then when those things drop away in your life, it's I see that as me actually 
um, drawing the right things to me and my energy actually re repelling the things that are, are not for me. Um, so that's, that's one way I like to look at it um, very much from that energetic perspective. How about you, Karis? Yeah, it's interesting how you pointed out the, like, the unknown because I think like that's something that we um, really, like that's a, a point that we keep coming back to is like that with this fear of the unknown and it is a way of taking an unknown outcome which almost any decision you make will have some unknown outcomes but um, you can try and sit there and guess every single outcome that could come through but you're never actually going to be able to know what the outcome will be and um, prepare exactly for it. So the best thing you can be doing is preparing for your best case scenario outcome. And um, I think an example, one of the first times I really remember talking to you about this was um, I think I was, it was a few years ago and I was applying for a new job and it came to the salary negotiation section of that application process, interview process. And before it all, I was just freaking out. I just didn't know how much to ask for, where to set my, you know, my expectations and what they were going to say and whether that would be a make or break for me or for them um, going into this new role. And I was spiralling really anxious, um, not really thinking clearly and um, definitely going to the worst case scenario. And and you were, um, Emily, you were just like, okay, so let's go through like your best case scenario because it is one of those situations where the outcome is so unpredictable. But all I have to know within myself in that situation what, feels good for me what actually works for me and where I'm willing to um, move and where I'm not willing to move you know I need to know my deal breakers um, and you really do need to know your best case scenario so you can aim for the best outcome um, another time it's actually an example I touched on last week but was buying a house at an auction I was definitely going through the worst case scenario of like I'm going to be the, the least prepared with the least money and the least this and all that kind of thing and was able to, before I went in, go, oh, actually, what if I'm the most prepared with the, the perfect budget for this and the most confident in the auction and all that kind of thing and and it really massively helped. It it helps me to calm my nerves. It helps me to stop the spiral. It helps to stop the racing thoughts that you get when you're in these kinds of survival situations. And just some of the like signs and other signs and symptoms that you are actively, um, you know, limiting yourself and going through the worst case scenario is obviously playing out that worst case scenario in your head or playing out all of the outcomes that could be possible and like the constant racing thoughts and being stuck on that and not able to kind of let it go and find that peace in your body 
Um, also preemptively going over the conversation in your mind that you're going to have with someone and trying to guess what that person's response will be and what they're going to think of you. Um, and the, the fear, worry and anxiety, if you're feeling those emotions and thoughts racing through your head, then that's a really big indication that you're in your limitation worst case scenario and also procrastination or avoidance of something. I'm a bit of a procrastinator this is one of my big signs that I need to start focusing my energy towards my best case scenario because I will get into a place sometimes where I don't I'll just like put off doing that hard task for a while and not opening the email or not starting the act the the task because I'm I think oh what if it all goes wrong but as soon as you can shift your energy towards the best case scenario it makes it so much easier to overcome all of those things. So this has become such an important tool for um, us in how we are moving through our lives and working towards the next level in our lives and, um, you know, consciously choosing changes that are going to bring in uh up levels for us, you know, the the next level of whatever we're working towards. So these are some of the like ways that I've really noticed um, we've both identified as like indicators of how like when we're stuck in that that survival strategy rather than like, oh, how can we go at this from an empowered place and a way to thrive in our lives? And it is an ongoing practice it's honestly something that I need reminding of all the time and I will sometimes forget as I have explained earlier and having Emily's accountability to in our conversations when we're sharing about things is so important and you know that's the point of why we're here why we're doing this podcast and um yeah so Em like how have you recognized the the best case scenario tool has helped and like impacted you I think for me once again it's one of those tools that's really completely changed how I approach life and think about the future and it does not come naturally at all it's actually completely uh counter how I would how I naturally am I tend towards um anxiety and to fear like like many of us do and so it's a very intentional, daily, regular practice that I have to be reminded of as well. And I know that we both remind each other and keep each other accountable. And, you know, it's it's you need to acknowledge what you're going through. And I, I think it's lovely to have, um, you know, a, a transformation, conscious evolution buddy that you can be sort of chatting to regularly where we can just be really honest and open with each other about this is what I'm going through. And there's no invalidation of that at all. It's like, yep, you know, we're all going through stuff all the time. We're all dealing with our humanity and, you know, living, having a human experience, which is absolutely what we're here to do. And so we're not dismissing our feelings. We're not dismissing the events that are happening to us. We're acknowledging that we're feeling that we're processing it. But like we've said, you know, previously, we're actually, we have this set of tools that we've discovered and ways of being able to pull ourselves out of those spirals and tools that can really take us from 
a place of feeling stuck to empowered and you know giving us a way to move forward and so um yeah I'm just really grateful that I do have Karis to also help me with 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 this and moving through it and um it's just really just moving our mindsets from how can I survive this day or how can I survive this situation to how can I thrive in this day and how can I thrive in this situation it's one of my favorite things to ask myself in the morning is like how can I thrive today how can I thrive today rather than how can I survive today and it just totally changes um how you set up your day and um yeah, that's that's just how it's it's really really helped me. And I'll just add a quote in here too. It's from Kathy Heller and she says your most prized possession is your vibe. This is your energy and this is what you attract into your life. And when you start the day with how can I thrive in this day? You're really setting your vibe for the day for just attracting amazing and beautiful things into your life. So just to summarize our points from today, Our brains are wired to prepare for survival, so it's a natural response to think about the worst-case scenario. It takes intentional energy and daily practice to think think about the best-case scenario and how you can thrive. What we think about and what we focus on is where our creative energy flows. What we give the most attention to will ultimately manifest in our lives. We can't control situations or other people's responses, we can, however, control the energy that we give to something and the way that which we, the way in which we carry ourselves through a difficult or stressful situation. And an action step for you for this week um, to wrap up this podcast is right before you're dropping off to sleep or as you're waking up. There's those are often the times when our brain is in a state of stress and thinking about all of the things that we need to do or haven't done for that day. We're usually worrying about things and what could go wrong. So start using this time. So the last thing you do before you go to sleep and the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning to focus on your best case scenario. Any situation that pops into your mind that feels a bit stressful, that you're a bit worried about, or is bringing up some icky feelings for you, just go, okay, what is the best case scenario for this situation? So a little affirmation for you to finish off is, I am a powerful creator. Let's claim that and we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe, like our podcast and also you can follow us at on instagram at we.evolve.podcast thanks for joining us bye